Hey there, Cape Cod. It's high noon on Wednesday and maybe just a skosh. Um, and we are here with Life with Gwen. This is the Cape Cod Times talk show and we bring in people that we think you'd like to hear from. Today, we are um, going to encourage you to write in questions that you may have because we're visiting today with Carrie Miller, who is the Vice President of Operations at the Massachusetts Restaurant Association. And I am sure that, um, that, that our viewers will have lots of questions about restaurants, which are welcome. But first, I'd like to talk to you about the uh, fundraising effort that you're doing every year called No Kid Hungry. And the next event is coming up in our area, is coming up on, on Monday at Cape Cod Beer. And um, I, tickets are, I think, $35 if you're a non-member. Correct. And it's, um, you know, I, I had the privilege of going last year, and it's a wonderful uh, opportunity to try food from local chefs, to, to have uh, Cape Cod Beer, and uh, to to visit, you know, it's a social event yeah. of the, but you know, beneath all that uh, getting together and, and socializing, there's a very important cause. Can you tell us a little bit about what this program does? Well, absolutely. So, and first of all, thank you for having us now. We appreciate you being here today. So, No Kid Hungry is a, um, one of the um, uh, parts of a, a group called Share Our Strength. Share Our Strength is a national program that helps end childhood hunger throughout the United States. Um, I think we find it, find it unfathomable that one in seven children in the United States goes hungry every day. And it, and it equates to one in six children in the state of Massachusetts. So at the Mass Restaurant Association, we've aligned ourselves with Share Our Strength and No Kid Hungry as our, own, our only charitable uh, group that we work with. And we do multiple events a year. One of them is at, uh, it's coming up this Monday night at uh, Cape Cod Beer. Uh, we call it Something Brewing on the Cape. And we work with Beth and her husband over at Cape Cod Beer and, and, a, and a, a litany of restaurants out here and, and sponsors that uh, assist us in putting on a, a great event. We actually get to drink beer, uh, have some great food, listen to some incredible music by Josh Briggs. Is that the fellow who was there last, yes, last year? That's right. He's like involved in the pretzel company, he right? He's got a, <clears throat> excuse me, he's got his own pretzel company called Wicked Twisted Pretzels. And that's a little, uh, Josh gets free advertising here. <laughs> Everybody but, who is donating their time and talent get some free advertising. That's I mean, awesome. how appropriate, right? Absolutely. So. And I think it probably warrants at this point, I'm just kind of going to the restaurants that are going to be there because there's a lot of local great restaurants that are okay. going to be involved. Just before we do that, I do want to tell you that I, I was, last year when we did a story on this uh, on this program, I was shocked at the numbers um, of hungry children. I think they say children who are not food secure, don't right. know where their next meal is yeah. coming from. Because, you know, you grow up as a baby boomer, you grow up with uh, raising money for, for UNICEF and, you know, with, with seeing famine in, in Biafra and, and things like that. But, you know, it's, it's right in our neighborhoods. Uh, there are, you know, your program and other programs that are sending kids home uh, with a backpack full of food. I think sure. that one's in Mashpee because they're hungry and, you know, there's no real learning it's it's just amazing to me that that we are still fighting this battle yeah in, in a country that has you know the, the consumes the amount, most amount of food in, on the planet by far uh, has a huge amount of food waste that we're trying trying to deal with it, it, as an issue and again it's infallible that one in seven children in, in the united states fights the daily with hunger um so share, share our strength don't get hungry they've got a bunch of programs that they work on diligently to make sure that they're hitting the spots where 
uh, kids are, are, are uh, susceptible to either getting food or don't have the opportunity to get food. So one mm -hmm. of the programs they do is a breakfast program at schools. So they have four major programs, breakfast at schools. So those kids that aren't getting fed well at home have an opportunity at the school, they have to show up at school, have an opportunity on a daily basis to, to get nourishment. Mm -hmm. They have an after school um, program. So uh, oftentimes when they're leaving school and they're heading home, there's not food at the house. So they're getting an after-school um, supplement going mm -hmm. home. There's a summer program. So after school ends in the summertime, they're back in, the, in that circle of, of, of poverty uh, and lack of uh, ability to have nourishing meals on, 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 on the table. So they've got summer programs, and they go to those areas where uh, kids are struggling, mm -hmm. and they do a summer program. I think I read for them one time because they read a story. So. And, and the last one is Cooking Matters. So Cooking Matters is specific to Massachusetts and Colorado, where they're taking family members, they're teaching them how to use those minimum amount of dollars they have to buy the best nourishing foods at the supermarket and how to prepare better foods for, for them at home. So kind of a 360-degree um, solution to helping fight hunger in the um, in, in um, United States, and specifically Massachusetts. We work diligently to make sure that all of the dollars that we raise here stay in the state of Massachusetts and, and help the, the children in Massachusetts. That, that's great. And I, I didn't know about the breakdown of, you know, all of those programs. You'll have to let us know next time you do Cooking Matters on the Cape. We'll, we'll take a look in and, and I'm sure everyone could learn from that. Awesome. Um, so let's start. And I'm going to keep you close to the mic because as the viewers may or may not remember, this becomes a podcast afterwards. You go to capecodtimes.com. Life with Gwen podcast, and then you can listen in the car. Especially, um, here's a show where we're talking about a lot of things. People may want to hear us on the podcast. Yeah. So um, let's start with what happens next. Let's start with Monday's evening and, um, you know, who's involved and how our viewers can get involved if they want to come down and have some fun and do some good at the same time. Absolutely. I mean, uh, so Monday night from 630 to 930 at Cape Cod Beer, uh, you'll have seven restaurant tours there that will be doing bites that will, that will pair up with beers from Cape Cod Beer. Um, so for your $35, you'll get the opportunity to have a couple beers. Uh, and at the same time, you'll be able to walk around and, and you know, taste from each one of these restaurants. And again, you've got San Diego's Mexican cookery. You've got the casual gourmet Olive and her, mm -hmm. her wonderful creations will be there. Uh, Captain Parker's Pub, Alberto's will be there. Uh, the Wiano Club, uh, Bucatino's Restaurant, uh, Bobby Jarvis will be there, and the Black Dog Dog Tavern. And, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the people that assist us in this, in, in sponsoring it, Cape Cod Times. Thank, thank you very much for your support. And some others, I think. We uh, do. Cape Cod Healthcare, uh, the Cape Cod Chamber of Commerce, uh, uh, Trimark Restaurant Equipment, iHeartRadio, and Rogers and Gray Insurance. So I want to make sure that we cover these people because we can't do it without the sponsors. And often we don't have room in print. I know we are criticized for that sometimes. So here's a place where you can you can recognize everyone. And I don't have anything to do with the decision to do this, but I'm so glad we are. Um, and uh, so the thing I really enjoyed about uh, last last year's Something's Brewing was that the chefs are right there and, and they can answer your questions. You know, you can interact with them and, and uh, you know, it'll be busy for a while, sure. but then it slows down. You can kind of wander around and, and uh, talk to people about the kinds of things that they're doing for local restaurants. Yeah. 
and it was in its uh, thirty-five dollars. Right. And people should go to your website to get tickets. And one more time, that's and you, but actually you can get the tickets at, at the at the No Kid Hungry website. Okay. So if you go, if you go to, it's actually uh, org slash events slash something's brewing on Cape Cod. But if you get to their website, you go to the events page, it will walk you to that. So Right. Um, so if you want to Google No Kid Hungry um, Cape Cod, it'll get you to where Absolutely. you need to go. Absolutely. Yeah. Because that sounds like a long address. Well, <laughs> it, it is, yeah. actually. Yeah. But, you know, I, it pops right up because I, I did it a couple of times, and uh, it does come right up. So um, there are other parts of – well, wait a second. Let me back up. Why don't you tell us about the history of No Kid Hungry in Massachusetts? So as, as a restaurant association, we, five years ago, we, were, we had a lot of different charitable uh, organizations that we were working with, and we were, they were kind of smattered across the board. And, and I think in, sometimes associations try to cover all bases, right? Mm. And we looked up, and the board of directors, the executive committee looked up and said, you know, we should probably refine that and have one charitable um, group that we work with. A gentleman that had just joined our board at the time, Andy Husbands, Chef Andy Husbands from um, uh, Boston. He had uh, Tremont 647 at the time, but he now has the smoke shop restaurants. He's got three of them downtown Boston. Andy's very passionate about childhood hungry, and Andy's just a great guy. Great. He's a lot of fun. He did an awesome. event uh, on the South Shore, and he was barbecuing and, you know, having singing and <laughs> having a great time. He, he's, he's a good guy. And uh, he, he advocated strongly that, you know, for the restaurant business and with all of the issues that we've got with food and food waste and things along those lines, uh, that if there are kids out there that are going hungry, that we should partner up with uh, Share a Strength, No Kid Hungry. Mm -hmm. And Andy, for 20 years, would shut down his restaurant at uh, Tremont 647, bring in four other uh, celebrity chefs in Boston, and he'd do a five-course wine dinner. The staff would do donate their time and all their tips. And he raised an incredible amount of money over the course of the years to do that. So four years ago, we started Massachusetts Restaurant. So he was ahead of his time. He was doing this for 20 years. In a lot of things, Andy's ahead of his time. Yeah, yeah he, he does a really good job. And it's yeah, a book, too, I think. A bunch of cookbooks. People, yeah. Yeah, so. he's, he's best in class. If, you don't, if you're a barbecue guy and you haven't made it to smoke shop yet, you got to get down and try Andy's barbecue. Uh, but anyways, he, he was the, guy, the one that turned us on to it. And we started doing it. And the first year, we raised $60,000 in a night. For No Kid Hungry, the next year we raised $105,000 a night, and last year we raised $150,000 a night. We just had our Massachusetts Restaurant Day last uh, Monday night, uh, and it's regional. So represented out here was Bobby Jarvis in Bucatino. He did a, a sit-down wine dinner there. The tally's not in yet on what we raised this year, but we'll continue to grow the program. we continue to drive dollars towards ending hunger. And one, one last thing is because we're, uh, we're doing this, and we work heart heartily with these folks at Cherish Crank. We keep all of the dollars that we raise on these things in Massachusetts. So we're solving problems in Massachusetts. And not that we don't want to contribute to the rest of the folks out there, but the amount of effort, time, energy, and effort that goes in it from the restaurants that participate in this, uh, we want to make sure that we're taking care of folks at home. So, so that money, whatever money is raised through No Kid Hungry, is going to the, those one in six children who are hungry in Massachusetts, that's correct. so who are yeah. food insecure, as they say, yeah. but basically that's hungry. I'm not sure where the next meal is coming from. Correct. Um, so this dinner that was last Monday uh, at Bucatino's was that um, that was uh, like a 
benefit dinner and people paid for dinner and got a wonderful meal and then and then that you know a share of those proceeds went to 100 no of those proceeds bobby shut his restaurant down for the night and i think he had 70 people in there last monday night uh he full attention from him all of chase was a big part of it she participated in it um and i and and you have a representative of massachusetts restaurant association will come and talk about what's going on i mean it's great for us to go out i think we lose sight of the fact that Oftentimes we're out dining and eating and you look up and you don't realize as you're walking down the street, one of the six kids that you pass potentially is, you know. Somebody that you can help. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I think it's a, a really natural, someone said this to me when I was inter doing interviews last year, but a really natural blend for a place, a business that is feeding people to to take on the, the cause of, of feeding hungry kids. Absolutely. So it um, there, let's talk just a little bit about Monday. So you have the, you have the, the uh, restaurant day, which, you know, involves various chefs in various regions around the state Correct. doing um, benefit dinners with a hundred percent of the proceeds uh, going uh, to no kid hungry. And then this is more like a walk around reception that they have at Cape Cod beer. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so we've done it. We, we started Harpoon brewery and mm -hmm. we've done, so you've done it around the state exactly so we do a lot of these regional things but again uh, we had a great one last year with uh, the Cape Cod beer folks uh, we, and immediately right thereafter that that night we set the calendar date for the following year to do it again we had a great time can we come again yeah, absolutely <laughs> absolutely it is a good time so please come on down yeah, yeah. It is, and you know, it's just uh, visiting with with other people in the community. Um, and like I said, it's not often that you get that kind of access to chefs, where either the chef or or the uh, sous chef is right at the table, um, helping with the serving. And you can say, you know, how how are you doing your chartreuse? I'm, why do I attempt words like that? Chartreuse serving. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Um, Anyway, uh, you can you can sort of make up another word when you attempt it, so you don't trip over it like I did. Um, and there's music. It's it's a very lighthearted kind of event. You're at you're at a brewery and you're in, you're, you're in a tap room and you've got great restaurant folks like you know Gwen has said access to Bobby Jarvis, ask Bobby Jarvis, access to Olive, uh, the folks from Wiano, I mean top of the line culinary folks that you have an opportunity to on a one on one basis a share some food and beer with uh, while you're helping to solve childhood hunger. I mean, it's not thinking much better than that. When you I know. Be on a nice now, night. I was trying to remember, is Wiano open to the public or is that a club? That's a private club. So the other deal is that if you want to try Wiano's food, this is an opportunity to do it, even if you're not in a position to join the club right now. And having the opportunity to do that in the last couple of years, you should get down and try Wiano's food. Who's at Wiano now? I can't remember who the chef is there right at the top of my head. I'm, I'll get reprimanded for that. Oh, that's but. okay. I always, um, the, the viewers are, are terrific. If anybody knows who the chef is at the Wiano Club, and, you know, he's been on here, if it's the same person, because he was chef of the year for ACF, that's for right. the American Culinary, uh, Culinary Federation. But I just find that that uh, covering books and, and lifestyle and, and food and dining, that, that my brain runs out of room sometimes absolutely yeah. yeah wouldn't it be great if you could just plug something in you know a little extra that's why storage you've got the computer these days right <laughs> that's right, right to look things up but you know it looks like we might have a few minutes and if you, any of you have questions about no kid hungry or how you might be able to help 
please uh, feel free to type in your question and we'll get to them. Um, in the meantime, because, you know, restaurants fascinate a lot of people. There are so many foodies, so many people who really like to go out and enjoy um, restaurant food. So could we talk a little bit about, specifically here on the Cape, some of the, the restaurant trends that you're seeing? Sure. I mean, I think so. Um, you know, you, you, can, you can judge the vibrancy of a community by the vibrancy of the restaurant scene. And I think that, uh, and the Cape is blessed of the fact that for years you've there's been this uh, evolution of uh, the restaurant scene on the Cape. Uh, back in the day when the Beachcomber was the only place that, you know, uh, uh, beyond the elbow that you go to until you get to Providence. I don't now. remember those days, yeah, but, but that, it was. That's right. um, I'm showing my age, I guess, so that, that, that that was. But you know what? I think the thing at the Cape, the, the trends in the Cape right now is that people are struggling with, with staffing. I mean, so even I, even in the off season, I agreed. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think I'm amazed at what people are doing in the off season. You know, I mean, they'll take a break, a restaurant, but but you know, it's a time for them to do fundraisers. Sure. You know, yours and other ones. Right. And I've always been amazed at how much uh, um, how much the chefs here give back. I would say, well, to a fault, the restaurant community. I mean, I think they're the first ones to. Um, uh, to uh, the, they're the first ones to first ones to be asked. I think on Main Street, if you're on Main Street, you're going to get asked a lot to, to assist. Mm -hmm. And I've never seen a chef. I, I don't know a chef or a restaurateur that doesn't step up to the plate and say yes. Mm -hmm. uh, and they get so. If you think about it, they're they're extremely time poor to begin with, right? They're strapped. They've got no staffing, and then they're getting asked asked a lot, and they never say they never say no. So. Uh, well, that shows you what a vital part of the community, uh, the food, um, and, and I, I would say the food industry, but there's a finer point on it for me. You know, there, there are artists, a lot of them, and, and doing a great job. Even people who are, are you know, doing the real basics are, are doing it fast and for a lot of people, and keeping the quality up is a challenge. So now I can uh, apologize because the executive chef at the Wiano is Michael Pillarella, and... Uh, Sorry, Chef. Uh, I do appreciate your coming on. I think we were together talking about uh, um, your your win with the American Culinary Federation, and you also brought pulled pork, I think. So, um, right. but uh, so anyway, thank you for Chef for coming, and and I'm sorry I momentarily forgot your name. That could happen, people. <laughs> I think name tags for all would be great. Um, so tell me a little bit about, uh, are there particular foods that have made their way into, uh, into like the, the coming season's lexicon? There are certain foods that we're seeing? I, you know, so everything's farm to, everything used to be, the exception was farm to table, mm -hmm. right? And, and I think now that's the norm. I mean, you, you have to be a re local, uh, uh, locally driven product, uh, um, restaurant fresh, a lot of it's now transparency and labeling and what kind, what, what you're getting. I think you're going to see a lot of movement on the um, what's uh, the labeling of menu menus mm -hmm. you know, so people know what they're getting in menus. Uh, so a little more specific on that. But as far as the dining scene, I mean, it's wide open out there. I mean, I think the bowl scene is really hot. You know, right, a, a, bowls, yeah. Uh, I think that you're and and green bowls absolutely. along with um, you know others, and and you can pretty much put what you want in there. So, so on the culinary end, I think it's there's no rules. 
I think you've got a great Vietnamese restaurant down the street from a great Greek restaurant from, you know, so there's no rules in the country. And that's on Route 28. Exactly, <laughs> right? But, but I think you're going to see technology start playing more of a, a role in uh, what restaurants are doing, um, especially like the fast casual restaurants. Uh-huh. I think you're going to see more of uh, um, kiosk-driven ordering just by the fact that, A, the, the millennials, the new generation, really don't need that interaction with, with a person at, at the counter. That's debatable, but... <laughs> and you walk into a Panera right now, and you look, instead of looking at six people looking back at you, you've got one person looking back at you and five five kiosks to mm-hmm. order from. So, and, it's, and I think staffing is doing a lot, the lack of staffing is doing a lot to drive technology towards that. The fi- and so you may see a gap happen where... The, the Bucatinos of the world, uh, Bobby Jarvis, which is finer dining and olive, they'll continue to grow their, um, they'll continue to grow their great staff and great customer relationships. Mm-hmm. But the people that are fast casual are going to move towards technology. Right. It is nice to have some new food offerings uh, when you're set up that way, you know, and rather we have a, a sort of cultural memory of, of chicken and, and, and uh, burgers, but, but it's nice to have, things like bowls and, yeah, and that kind of thing setting up. Um, we have a question uh, from Jane. She says, are there other similar programs in Massachusetts or on Cape to help kids get enough food? I think there's a lot of local local things, like in Boston, and I'm, I'm not familiar with the ones that are on the Cape, but you've got community servings, you've got the Pine Street Inn, you've got uh, 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 NECAT, uh, so there's a, there's a lot of things in, in, in the Boston community. I'm not familiar with other. Yeah, I, I could say that, that there are. I know there's a monthly um, uh, community meal both in Provincetown and here in, in Hyannis where volunteers put on uh, open door. You know, if you need to eat, come sure. in. Yeah. And, uh, or if you want to help, come in and share. Uh, we can get some uh, some specific names on that, but there's that. There's the Mashpee Backpack Program I had mentioned, which is a, a chapter of a national program right. where they literally are putting food into kids' backpacks when they leave on Friday so that there'll be things to cook That's over awesome. the weekend. Uh, and, of course, we have a, a very strong uh, food bank system um, with the, um, the uh, greater... Greater Cape Cod Food Bank on the Lower Cape, but it, it serves everyone, and uh, we also have uh, a couple of Upper Cape food banks, so there is a lot happening, and really, um, I would recommend checking, you know, uh, possibly at your town hall or your or your church, church. Yeah. yeah, so there, there are a lot of opportunities to help kids. One of the things I think that's important to, to probably have um, a do a quick research on it is Cooking Matters. Cooking Matters is the program that Share a Strength does, and I know they do it on the Cape, that helps folks that are are, are underserved uh, as far as food goes, teach them how to use those dollars that they have to buy effectively, mm-hmm. buy nourishing foods effectively for their children, and how to prepare um, uh, nutritional foods on a budget. So yeah. Cooking Matters is, like I said, is strictly in Massachusetts, and there's a lot of dollars that are heading that head there. From is our that program. done through your group or through the um, the state uh, Department of Public Health? It goes through it goes through the Share Our Strengths folks. Oh, okay. And they work. They they then they'll work with regional um, uh, uh, programs to uh, facilitate the cooking matter. Mm-hmm. So they're. Um, now we're going to skip back because we've got a few minutes left. I'd like to skip back and tell you. I don't know if this is all over Massachusetts, but I am seeing so much Southern influence in our Cape Cod restaurants. And, and it, it kind of uh, 
comes together. I'm, you know, grits, for yeah. example, and uh, and um, you know, there's a place uh, in Yarmouth called uh, Y'all's Wicked Kitchen, yeah. and they're pretty much entirely southern and I'm not too sure about those quart size sweet drinks <laughs> you have to walk to Nebraska to get rid of that but uh, but they have uh, really interesting uh, you know I've seen chicken and waffles more than once down here it, it's interesting that that the south seems to be taking over well I think if you were down south you'd probably be, you'd be seeing some things that came come I think it's I think good it's point just cross, <laughs> I think it cross pollinates across all, all, all uh, regions now I think if you I mean the fact that the Food Network, uh, chicken and waffles was probably evolved out of the Food Network. You see, you saw chicken and waffles on the Food Network so many times that some smart restaurateurs regionally said, well, we should try chicken and waffles up here. And um, one year, it was uh, the winner at the, the Pillsbury uh, Bake Off, a chicken stuffed with waffles and, and maple syrup. So yeah, it wasn't bad. Who would have it 10 years ago that we'd be doing chicken and waffles up in New England? I yeah. predict salsa and chocolate next, you know. There was a thing on yesterday about uh, uh, chicken chicken strips in ice cream. Mm. That one I'd have to warm yeah, up to. I, I don't know about that, but uh, we have lobster ice cream. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. put it's some bacon a, on it, and it's a winner, right? Uh, you could do that. You know, it's just sort of a, a buttery taste and and uh, pieces of lobster. Of course, lobster kind of makes itself at home wherever you put it. So. Lobster bacon, you can find you can find a spot for any any of those too, right? Absolutely, that's good stuff. So, and you can go food adventuring Monday night and feel that, you know, it may not be all you want to do with your volunteer efforts, but it's a start and it's something you can do right away. So uh, that's at uh, the Cape Cod Beer Brewery in Hyannis. And yeah, 630 Monday night. Uh, and, and if you don't, if you didn't have an opportunity to get a ticket uh, and you still want to come, come, a couple of things. If you still want to come by, come by. We'll, we'll have folks here. We, we'll figure it out uh, on, on Monday evening. Um, always good to have a ticket in advance because we, we'll probably cap it at about 200 people. Um, and the other thing is if you're sitting at home, you can't make it and, you, and, you, and this moves you, you can always go on the Sheriff's Frank website and they've got an opportunity for you to make, make donations. Um, and then check the Mess Restaurant Association out moving forward because we, we'll do these regional events. Uh, and it's always great to see the folks rep repeatedly out uh, supporting uh, No Kid Hungry. And you guys, your association is quite strong, um, uh, quite strong uh, down here. You have several members that, Absolutely. yeah, good representation. I mean, we've got great member membership, membership down here. And one of our, uh, I think it's one of our, our viewers, uh, or maybe our producer, is showing me Cape Kid Meals food for kids, and the family pantry, which I messed up. I'm sorry, family pantry people. Um, but those are three of the other programs that are working down here. All worthy, right? Yes, absolutely. Right Get the food to the people. That's pretty much what we're talking about. And hopefully this has raised some awareness for people out there, whether you want to donate, whether you are in need. Um, and uh, either way, this is, um, these are places that you can go for help. Um, and, you know, I know a lot of the schools are involved in as well. And, and as, uh, as Carrie has said, there's, there's several programs working with um, trying to, to create a world where, you know, it's going to be um, very low numbers and, and maybe none at all. That would, that would be the ideal thing. Well, we think we should be able to figure this out with the amount of food that we consume and the amount of food that we put uh, on the table. A lot, of, a lot of food that we put in the waste can uh, on, on a daily basis, it's just unfathomable to us 
that uh, you, that those numbers high as high as they are. And we can we need to continually to diligently keep working to solve this problem. We so. have two uh, about two minutes left, and I wanted to. Um, ask if there were any specific programs that are looking at how to use um, extra food from functions or from, you know, I mean, I know there's a lot of laws about making sure that yep. that food is, is not kept out too long, is safe, you know, yes. to eat, but there's also a lot of waste that, that you know, um, a lot of times it, it, throw it out is the default before you really have asked yourself those questions. Are there any programs specifically? Yeah, there's a couple of really smart, uh, uh, there's a couple of kids out of MIT that have a group called Spoiler Alert. And Spoiler Alert is about three years old, and they came on the scene at the uh, Innovation Center uh, in Massachusetts. Um, and they, so they've got technology that can find it and place it. Uh, and, and, and they're, a tech, they're an app, application-driven program. They don't really touch the food themselves, but they combine people that can do, do those kind of things. And they're, they're working on things like there's, there's A-grade. Anything that you go to, to Whole Foods is awesome because everything's beautiful. You walk in there, but there's uh, B-grade um, produce that doesn't make it to the shelf. Still, still, it's good, still uh, nutritional, but it doesn't make it to the shelf at Whole Foods because it doesn't show well. Mm -hmm. And these folks are working on programs to make sure that that makes it into pro uh, some of the uh, food uh, organizations that are, are that are in the needy areas, food poor, like food deserts. There are mm -hmm. places in Boston that don't have grocery stores. Mm -hmm. And food deserts, they make, they work diligently with technology to make sure that those kind of products make it to those food deserts and assist people in buying food at a reduced price because they can't charge the Whole Foods dollars for it. And uh, I know we have some programs, like there's a Gleaner program on the Lower Cape where when um, people who have gardens in the summer, when they go back to their other homes, um, that last harvest is done and that food is used for, for um, I believe, for it may just be for families who need it, but it, it uh, if not, it's used in, in the school kitchen so that, that uh, it doesn't go to waste. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know, this is at MIT, these folks? You, well, they, they were MIT graduates and they started, they started, they went uh, uh, into the, the the competition, the Massachusetts mm -hmm. competition for for innovation, and and they got space at the design center, which is the innovation center down in Boston, and they started a company called Spoiler Alert. Okay, so you could look them up. My my thinking is that sometimes when there's a good idea, somebody wants to grow it to another area, and if there are things going on out there, folks, that you'd like us to know about here at the Cape Cod Times to help you get the word out, uh, my phone number is on the top of the um, the paper. Uh, several times a week, and there's an email there as well. Email is probably the best way. So uh, please let us know what is going on. And it's been wonderful. Thank you so much, Carrie, for coming. Glenn, again, thanks for having us down. It's awesome that we can have sponsors like you and partnerships like you to help do the right thing for a great cause. And you guys, don't forget to come Monday. I'll see you there.